It is Thursday, July 9th. Welcome, everyone, to Living Room Sports Talk, brought to you by It's this Thursday Show. So, brought to you by the great Anthony Lucci Slices of Pizza. Lucci yeah. Slices. Oh, you got to love it. You know, we're wrapping up a week here, Zach. It's another one where we're kind of getting to mid July here. Sports are kind of, and I keep saying every week, I feel like we're getting closer to coming back. But, you know, we're, we're, we're inching along, as, as they say. Yeah, well, you're not wrong. They are. We are getting closer. So, each day is uh, one step in the right direction. So, that's for sure. Oh, that's a pretty swaggy hat on you got there. Oh, Look at that. that. Yeah, yeah. How oh, yeah. yeah. If, if anyone's interested, hit, hit us up. Let us know where uh, we got a select a uh, select few up for sale. Oh, edition. yeah. So, yeah. VIP style. I love that. Now we're <laughs> talking. Right. And right. that was all you. No, it's fine. I actually feel bad. I didn't really text you like, like too much oh. to say thanks. I really appreciate you going through all that. Oh, dude, no. There's nothing. Oh, this is a team effort. That, yeah. None of that is me. I mean, that's actually all you. No, it's a team effort. That's, that's, that's me saying, yeah, is. man, it looks good. No, it's a team. It's a team effort. That's all it is here. Hey, you, you know what? Producing on the show, so no, it's, it's nonsense. <laughs> I'll tell you. So to that point, let's um, we'll jump into the show a little bit. All right, we, we got a great one lined up for a little Thursday night. We'll obviously get into to what the landscape of college football is. Some bad news, if you will, it's kind of <sighs> drop. But I, I got a bunch of different angles I want to tackle that. So we'll kind of we'll get to that a little bit later in the show. Um, we'll also talk a little bit about this is more up your alley. You're gonna have to walk us through this act a little fight island. Oh baby, oh, yeah, you gotta love that. Yeah, so we'll have fight a little, little chatter at that, and then um, with all the more, it's fine. I'm looking at my notes for tonight. We got teams in, that that should have won more championships than they did, uh, and then what else have we got in here? We got a lot of fun. Oh, and then we're gonna do a little tailgating action, talking about some tailgate stuff. So yeah, you got got a lot of fun on the program. Nice, nice loose Thursday, you know, as we as we kind of. You know, get down to the nitty gritty. But uh, all right, let's do a little clickbait to get things warmed up. Uh, Zach, you want to kick us off? Yeah, let's do it. So I think it was yesterday. Um, you know, every the hot topic is is Patrick Mahomes right now, and of course, everyone has something to say about it, including the great Randy Moss. And Randy Moss oh decides to come out and say, uh, not straight cash, homie, but he was saying that he would have thirty touchdowns in a season with Mahomes as his quarterback. What when Moss was in his prime? Um, I mean, that seems just a little far-fetched, don't you think, Karen? Uh, yeah, <laughs> just a lot. Um, 30? I mean, that's just under two a game. Yeah, I was about to say, it's just <laughs> under two a game. Yeah. I wonder how many did he have with Tyreek Hill, though? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good question, but I, I don't think it was even near 20. So. There's no way Alexa would know that, would she? She, she might. How many touchdowns Tyreek Hill had? Alexa, how many touchdown passes did Patrick Mahomes throw in 2019? We'll start there. In the 2019 season, Patrick Mahomes threw 26 passing touchdowns for the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, so think about that. He only he only threw 26. Right. So you think he's throwing 30 to Moss? Yeah, it, exactly. It doesn't doesn't make sense. Does no, not make exactly. sense. That's, that's a, a good and you know, yeah. it's funny because I hate those types of things. And it's what the hell did I see today? Um, I guess. Oh no, I'm sorry. It leads right into kind of mine. If you, I'll tell. I'll just pull right into mine then with this. Yeah. I hate. So mine's uh. A uh, little article on ESPN, Zach, by Zach Lowe, no pun intended. Uh, it says, uh, and you know, it is the lower of Zach. Um, with why is LeBron's, uh, why did LeBron's heat only win two championships, Zach? I'll, I'll tell you, <laughs> basically to, to kind of put both of these together, I hate these types of articles that that speculate things that we'll never get the answers to. Right. You know what I mean? Like. I, I, to me, like he, Randy Moss will never play on the Chiefs. Like he's done. His career's over. Like there's no, like like there's no like I, like obviously right? I'm not like, trying to sit here and be like that. Like, like someone like watching us. Like is this guy really seriously talking about this right? No, no. I mean, but that's my point. Like it's so 
and, and the same thing with LeBron. Like, it, it will never – like, look, there is no answer to that. There's no, no answer. The answer is that the other teams beat them. The Mavericks beat them. Right, exactly. There's, there's, Spurs no, beat them. there's no outcome. <laughs> I don't know. He could beat teams from Texas in the finals sometimes. I don't know. Right. Yeah, it, it, yeah, he's closed, Zach. Look at that. That's right. Yeah, you're Don't put that one on cold case on CBS. You're, you already won the court case. <laughs> Slam dunk. Um, right. I mean, I, I just I hate those articles that speculate things that we'll never be able to find the answers out to anyway, because then all it does is get people arguing. Like, right. Like, if you let's just say, for example, you you agreed with one of like, like, right. You just sit there and you mm-hmm. say, oh my God, dude, could you imagine like Randy Moss? Like, I, I, I'm just salivating the thought. I just like, well, it doesn't matter, Zach. We'll never know. Right, like, and then they just said like the argument would happen, right? Like, it's just right. it's, it's stupid. Yeah, it just it's just not even. It's just yeah, it's just stupid. That's exactly what it is. I can't even put words to it. <laughs> it's uh, the no, fact it's, it's just a shame that people have to come up with these bogus articles to try to fill their time. For you in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, yeah well, all right. Oh, so I was gonna say, let's, yeah. you know, it's funny, but I I figured, and I, and and part of this was a little bit of planning, but we talked about it before as we were teasing the show at the beginning. Um, so let's jump into it. And I felt like the LeBron heat thing is actually kind of a good segue into our, our, our next topic with the fact that we're talking about teams that probably either, let's say didn't win a championship and should have, or a team that you felt like they won a championship, but they probably should have won more. Right. Yeah. Like they're like, right. Those teams that were maybe a dynasty that just could have been, but they weren't. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let's, we'll, we'll kind of break it down. Do you want to go first? Yeah, you want to start off with uh, some well, teams Actually, that... let me ask you this real quick. Would you say that the Heat, that LeBron Heat would kind of, like that that whole, dynasty is not the right word, right? Like, But yeah. that um, tenure when he was down in Miami, would you would you agree that that's a, a, a dynasty that did not reach its full potential and would fit this category perfectly of like a team that could have won or should have won more championships? Should have won is, I guess, the word. Should have won more championships. Oh, oh easily, easily. If you if you have Chris Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, LeBron, I mean, and Eric Spolstra, I think is a pretty strong coach. Um, all together, they, they should have done more. <laughs> see, I, see, I was giving you love. So I got the so, oh yeah from the West Coast. You know, I I wonder what uh, I wonder Alex. What are your thoughts on Washington? What well, oh I gotta get this because this is uh I, yeah, I love their stadium by the way. You have to go see a game there. Oh, that's right. You have a hustle. It is sick. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the hat, the shirt. Yeah, yeah. I got. Three beers go. later, when you're walking through like the college bars there, and you're like, "Oh man, you know, I gotta wear something that's you know school spirit." Even though I never <laughs> went to the school, I'll never probably ever go back, even though it was a really lovely school. But right, <laughs> all right. But anyway, yeah. Um, I mean, there's just so many different avenues. I feel like because you can hit the college circuits with this, you can mm-hmm. hit obviously all all four major sports. So all right, so let's we'll jump into it. Right, sorry, I kind of cut you off there. Just asking, I'm oh. eat one of them, but oh, you're good. Um. I mean, the first one that stuck out to me from a team that should have won more, which, I mean, this team did win a lot, obviously. I think we all know where I'm going to go with this, is uh, the Michael Jordan Bulls from the 90s. I mean, yes, they won six titles, but as we saw in um, in The Last Dance, they had a GM who was basically internally trying to break the team apart, which he ended up doing that after the 98 season. So one can only think that they probably could have won at least one or two more, possibly. And, and even the years when uh, when Michael was playing – baseball too so you, you don't if you that's do such that. a good point and I, you're right i like where you kind of came from that perspective because there's two like two variables there of what could have been right mm-hmm. if he, there's two years because i mean the other question is right like do they win both those years do they win one of those three years they doesn't play right i mean and then on top of that like you said if let's say he doesn't play baseball they win two more rings and now they're on what uh an eight eight 
Yeah, because yeah, they got six, and it's like you would think. I mean, again, this didn't is they break fresh. up the team? Yeah, that, right. I mean, it's hard to say because actually, the one thing I'll say from that documentary I found was, as a kid, and just even even just growing up as a sports fan, I felt like that all six of those rings were probably a cakewalk for him. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. But well, according to my clickbait from uh, Tuesday, Kenny the Jet Smith thinks that his Rockets would beat them both those uh, those two years anyway. That's so. Such BS. <laughs> that's that I hate. That's honestly, if there's things I hate more than like the oh, what could have been articles. It's the oh, we would have beat somebody, but we just never made it to that stage. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a dumb excuse. It's like what you're just digging yourself more of a hole. You know, it's horrible. Yeah. Um, so that's right. the first one for me. What do yeah, you, and you had another good one too, didn't you? Oh, I did. Yeah. The. Uh, Good old New Orleans Saints. <laughs> oh, I thought you had the '84 Dolphins. See, I'm, I'm oh, the oh, so Dolphins. The, oh, so I, the okay. Dolphins were a team that I think um, they should have won, but they never did. Yeah. See, I mean, yeah, Dan Marino in general. I feel like when you think when you go to the oh, the, the top yeah. of the list, hey, trust on 2K. How we doing, baby? Yeah, yeah. Hey. When you when, when you talk about um, when you talk about from the jump that teams that you're right like that. I, like when you talk about guys, Dan Marino's at the top of the list, when you think of name a quarterback that was really, really good that never won a Super Bowl. It's like he's he's, he's the president of the fan club. Yeah, he's like the first one. I mean, oh, yes, we got the whole chat going now. Look at this. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I mean, 1984, they went 14 and two. Uh, Marino had 48 touchdowns and over 5,000 yards passing. <laughs> and then just to get walloped in the uh, in the Super Bowl by the 49ers. No, it's true. I'm looking at the chat. This is we got this go. So Alex, I got I always see a West Coast perspective that the fans don't like Washington out there. <laughs> now, this is interesting to me because I you're right. I just kind of buy this stuff like when if I'm traveling for work or whatever. Um, but that's everything. You, you, like if you take those two years away from you know NJ, like do they go on that second title run? You know what I mean? Like that's that's a good question because right he comes back and and they even said in that documentary, not that like, Oh, he learned to, to, and by the way, Iris, the keyblade master, how's it going? Um, but no, to, to your point, uh, Alex, I, I agree. Like who's to say they go on that runs act because yeah. there was, they said in the documentary that, that like, especially the second of those two years, they really kind of hit rock bottom and realized how much he brought to the table. Mm-hmm. And, and that I think is what made him kind of feel like he almost probably realized how much they needed him. That's why all of a sudden he started hanging around the facility again. And then whoop, Yep. Yeah, exactly. Then look, look what happened. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, um, all right. But sorry, I didn't mean to cut off the Saints part too. I'm like, Oh no, I thought oh, you're good. No, that's, I, that's I, poor producing on my end is what that is. folks. No, no, it's not. Hey, it's, it's almost the weekend. So it's all good. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. And I think another team I had that should have won more is the Saints. I mean, they won one time in 2010. And I feel like you look at what has happened what's happened in recent years, they always have, you know, like we all know what happened in Minnesota, right. Or like they have the, the horrible pass interference call go against them because you know the NFL's rigged and Vegas had a hand in the game. So <laughs> I'm kidding, that's not true as far as I know. But um, it's just for what they have and all the hype they get, obviously, and I'm a part of that hype train. Like I love Drew Brees and that whole all the talent they have, and like with Sean Payton, of course. But it's like, show me the money. Well, and, and you know, to that point, can I? I hate doing this because I don't mean it as. Like, oh, as a Packers fan coming in here, like just trying to, you know, make mm-hmm. the whole moment here. Yeah. But I actually think they're a very interesting way of using them as a measuring stick for the Saints, for example, right? So who's won a Super Bowl recently? The Packers have by year, but still, just nonetheless. Um, and right, nonetheless, it seems like every year it's the Saints. Oh, the Saints will be good. It's like, why? Oh, well, they don't ever lose the dome. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they did actually the last two years in the playoffs, but <laughs> yeah. um, right. And then like there's just this like, Hey, you know, like people, no one gives Mike McCarthy a lot of respect. He's won a Super Bowl more recently than Sean Payton has. 
Yeah. Like, to your point, I guess I'm saying like, when did, when did the excuses stop with them? Oh, yeah. it's a pass interference. Call. No, if it, it, oh, if it ever, it, it's fine. I was just talking about this quote with, with Arsenal because they're idiots and they got the red card earlier this week. But I know I said in the quote, I was like, if it's always, it can't come down to a ref making a call. It can't come down to one thing. If it was coming down to one thing, like that pass interference in the NFC Championship game, then you were never that close to begin with. Not to mention they had the old overtime. I mean, come yeah. on. You had the rock in overtime to end it. There's yeah. no excuse. With and Drew then, Brees, and then, yeah. And Zach, riddle me this. How come all of a sudden they're 13-3 and three last year, then they lose to the Vikings at home in wild card weekend, everyone's just like, oh, that's right, they did. Um, because I guess they're starting to get used to this every year coming up. Short. It's like, I mean, come on, we gotta call, we gotta call speed, speed. Come on. Yeah. Hey, I'll, I'll do you one even better. The Giants have won even have won more recently than than the Saints, and that says a lot considering the state of our franchise at this point in time. Well, yeah. upswing, but still, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> no, I I agree, and and it's the thing. It's like, and then they had the whole bounty gate thing. Yeah. You know, it's like they they for whatever reason seem to be like the poster childs of like the NFC, like just the NFC. Like, oh, Sean Payton, Drew Brees, they're great. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, like, right. yeah, I'm like almost like like dry heating without well, hey, this year this like, year we'll, we'll uh that you know that division definitely got stronger this offseason if you ask me so this year should is this the year i feel like it's so funny we just like completely just build an insane segment here hey it's but all right is there, <laughs> I, obviously i'm not even going to put you on the spot to be like yo do you think they'll be worse than 13 and three all right i, I think they will yeah they could they be do. they may have, never know they could be better but my question would be is do they like regress hard Maybe miss the playoffs. I don't think they're going to regress. Road team in the playoffs, maybe out of the gate, they don't win the division, something like that. I think they're still going to win the division. Um, I don't know. 13 3, I think, is going to be a stretch, though, just because of of how tough that division is. Um, Let's not forget, they got Emmanuel Sanders, too, this offseason. I think that helps Mike Thomas a little bit. I mean, Mike Thomas has been great regardless. Come on, Emmanuel Sanders is no. I mean, I get it, right? Because if the Packers sign him, I'd be like, he's Zach, it's depth. It's depth, Zach. Like, I'll be excited about Devin Funches. Like, right? Like, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, I, it, I just always have the thing, right? How many, like, when you're on, when you're on your like fifth team, mm-hmm. true. Like but I he's, like he's like a solid veteran there everywhere he's been. I feel like, he's, yeah. I feel like he has. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. not wrong. Like, no, you're right. It's not like he goes somewhere and you're just like, why would they get him? Like, that was horrible, right? Mm-hmm. No, like, who would you rather have him or Golden Tate? Oh, that's tough. It's a fun one. Honestly, probably Emmanuel. Yeah. 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 But and I'll tell you, that, you know, that's you close though because have... they're they're similar to me as far as value they bring. Um, I think they're. I think the Saints will be a double win, double digit winning team. I just don't think thirteen three. I'll tell you, I bet you around a golf that they don't they don't crack more than ten wins. Real more than ten. So if they do get tens ten. of push, we'll do tens of push. Okay, uh, I'll take that over. You want to do that round of golf? Perfect. So it's nine or less. All right, let's do it. We'll we'll do a little. There you so go. We can't even shake hands anyway. So yeah, let's do it. So, there we go. I'm writing this in. <laughs> round of golf. Saints win. All right, let's. All right, let's have, Let's actually let's just jump into it though. So. Um, oh, actually, no, hold on. I skipped. Yeah, what about your side? Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. We, I, we, can't, we really talk about getting sidetracked. <laughs> talk about that plug, Zach. Um, all right. So I'll, to wrap up the segment, though, so we're talking about teams that I feel like – so I'm actually going back into the alleyway of a team that's just never won a championship in general. Oh, cool. um, or 
actually i'm pretty sure i gotta ask alexa real quick but i'll load up the highlight before i give it away so gonzaga zach oh yeah alexa has gonzaga ever won a ma- uh, national oh, damn it i i can't i i'm i'm looking at adam morrison this all right let's let's take it one step at a time karen and, and produce the show like an adult all right we'll worry about alexa later this zach you remember this moment good god it. it's devastating this is the worst part right here, that turnover. That's a walk, by the way, when when they get the ball and they slide a little bit. Yeah. Um, but that – It's just a heartbreaking – Adam Morrison, your whole life was ended in six seconds. He threw it to that guy, stripped. The next guy takes the imbalance pass, and then that's it. Like, that's over, too, and then he's crying. I feel so bad for him. Well, you just see all the pain in his face. It's like I, I almost want to cry watching it, man. It was tough to watch. I mean, you think about that, – that that, but that whole program – I was about to say franchise. That whole program <laughs> – has gone through so much. They they always find a way to lose the they big really game. Do. They really do. I mean, right? They lost. Was it to UNC? They lost the national championship two years ago. I believe so. I well, believe so. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It was. So I mean, mm-hmm. they, and then like they're always uh, like on the flip side. They're always that team. I feel like that will also lose like the first weekend, whether it's the first round or the second round. They they get tripped up there too. They're kind of like Villanova minus the like the winning of the championships. Mm-hmm. I feel like so that's that's brutal. Yeah, uh, and it doesn't really help their case because everyone always going into the tournaments like, oh well, they're from the what are they the um the WAC the, the WAC they are yeah, the Western the or no they're the, the WCC the West Coast Conference. WCC there you go so they're, so they're from WCC it's like oh they don't play anyone you know tough anyway they come in here thirty two and two who cares like it doesn't matter and then. It doesn't really help their case. Dear God, by the way, do you remember we were breaking down those brackets like right before this all went down, the virus? I remember that like it was yesterday. Like, Zach, Belmont, Belmont, Zach, I got the graphic up right here. Look. Yeah, we're like, oh, Dayton's going to make a run. You know, uh, what's his name? Uh, OB Tobin or whatever. Yeah, all I remember about the March Madness that wasn't was that Baylor would have gotten knocked out in the first (laughs) round. That's all I remember is. I was hard on the Baylor hate bus. (laughs) But you you paid out some people. They checked out Ben the Bookie on our page because you kept saying bet against them. Yeah. You're saying fade Baylor. Fade Baylor. Yeah. No, they just lost too many games that they should have won. And then, or games they won, they lost by such a little of a margin. It's like, those teams don't go far, Karen. No, they don't. They yeah. don't. Um, all right, but to that point, so speaking of things that aren't going far, it looks like college football season's not going too far. Uh, all right, so the Ivy League, um, mm. I, I guess, do you want to start there? Because I know the ACC broke some news, the Big Ten broke some news. Should we start kind of in, in I don't know, time or linear order, if you will? Yeah. So, all right, so the Ivy League, um, you know, they break out the news that they're pushing all their fall sports, so not just football, but all their fall sports, uh, they're pushing them back into the springtime. Uh, so the teams can practice and condition, according to Kristen Rogers, uh, and a decision on remaining winter and spring sports uh, still up in the air. Everything's pretty much up in the air. I feel like it's just more kind of like pushing it back. Yeah. Um, and then you can see just some more news, a little bit about it, just about the whole safety and policy of the Ivy League. Um, and I actually have one of my friends that played college football. I was texting him today, my buddy Nick. Um, and he was saying personally, uh, to hit, like his opinion is that he thinks that the Ivy League usually – and just in general with a lot of stuff, whether it be like uh, rules or like hits or things like this, all sorts of stuff. They usually are the, uh, the, like the ringleader. Yeah. They're the one that kind of gets everything going. And then most people might follow suit. Now, Grant, they're not attached to anything. So I don't think just because they did everyone else will. Um, I think maybe they're just probably just getting out ahead of it. Cause they don't have to deal with all the, the, the money, like mm-hmm. the rest of like the, the, the big schools do. Um, but let me ask you, Zach, when you heard that news, what, like kind of what, what goes through your mind as a, as a paranoid sports fan, like all of us? <laughs> yeah. Well, first to Nick's point, I think he, he's exactly right. Because if you remember March madness, uh, Ivy league was the first 
conference mm-hmm. to say that we're not doing our, you know, our tournament. Right. So, and we all saw the domino effect that led after that. And I, I my, to answer your question, my first reaction was fearful that we were going to have another situation like that. Ivy league comes out. Now what's next? Now we're starting to hear the big 10 with their, what they're considering ACC. Like what's next with all the other conferences, especially the SEC, you know, like those type of conferences, it's, it's not, I'm fearful, Karen. I am. I, I don't know if we're going to have college football this season. And so the Big Ten's what what they say that well, they're on I, a conference schedule, which I mean, does that really even matter? <laughs> but, I, I'd like to know. And I actually I didn't get a chance to read this before we jumped on the air because it kind of broke pretty quickly mm-hmm. uh, before we jumped on. But I'd like to see if there's any caveat that if for whatever reason they they push back to the spring or whatever have you, would that open it up yeah, to the schedule? That's it. That was I was going to ask you that. Do you think say if if everyone agrees to have a spring football season? Do you think that's even feasible as far as like next year and as far as everything else? Yeah. So, I mean, we, we, we talked obviously a little bit about before we jumped on, I think that it, it so I'm going to take this with like, kind of, it's weird. Cause I was going to ask you this question, but I'm just going to yeah. please chime in obviously with your mm-hmm. input, but I don't think that if you, let's say you're just a diehard football fan and you're thinking about the NFL and you're thinking about college and you're thinking about all of it all, you know, like, like all of us, um, I don't think that you can draw parallels to what the NFL and the NCAA are doing with their call to action with everything with the coronavirus because, and I said this to you, like I was saying before we jumped on that, I feel like with college, you have the luxury on a couple levels of a few things. So one, you got to remember the whole student thing, right? So if the whole school thing's messed up, then it's out, right? So like that's, that's in of its own, you know, something you got to worry about on top of that. They have the luxury of 25%, if you will, roughly, right? I, I'm not like, I'm just going from like a grade to grade to grade, grade basis. Mm-hmm. Like people are graduating. People are going into the draft. Like you, you're losing players and then people are getting replaced anyway. It has a lot more of a cycle of replacing a recycle period, if anything. Um, right. With players, you'll have new players come in, redshirt people come in, people that were hurt that were lower, you know, like there's a million places to get guys that didn't play last year on the field this year in college. So you can maybe make a more of a turnaround in the shorter time frame and start like it, like I said, in the spring, you know, which, which that point spring for, for college means it would be probably starting in like the end of February with their camps and stuff like that. And then start playing games um, right in the, in, the, in the like March time frame. And I think it's probably the chat. I agree. I think it'd be really, really cool. And that was the one question I was going to ask you. Well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll wait for a second. Cause I want to hear your input. What, what do you think? I mean, I think it's feasible and especially with the Ivy league, but I think, um, I think in general across the board, it, it could be done. Um, like I said, I think it just comes down to a matter of, you know, really setting that time frame in advance and, mm-hmm. and laying out the protocols of how are we not only just going to play this season, but how are we going to play this season and not let it bleed into next season next. in a very negative and, and right. uh, threatening way to health and stuff. Yeah. And I would think they would be able to do that. I'm hopeful at least like maybe like once spring break starts, then you, you kind of hit the football ground running mm. uh, with the chat. Yeah. Spring football would be fun. I mean, Hey, great weather would be a good, good time for sure. Um, what was I going to say? So here's, here's another question is that I'm thinking you mentioned the draft. Yeah. So think about it. Oh so, man. So, so would the NFL still have a draft in April or do you think they push it to like, but if they push it, then that runs into mini camp and like training camp and OTAs and all that. So Damn, do they have a draft and just try to scout back two years? But like, I don't understand how that could work. So to your point, maybe like a point like that maybe makes me believe that those power five schools might be like, now, nah, man, we're the NFL. Like we're essentially the same thing as the NFL. We are a business. 
Yeah. Right. They'll never say it, but right. Like well, they are. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, like, cause the Ivy league could probably pull it off. Right. Yeah, you, but, like it, you're right. I mean, yeah. Or like not to be like, I, but most of them are not getting drafted. No, for sure. Yeah. So maybe, maybe what they need to do is kind of group these teams in, like you said, like a power five or whatever, have them or either have them play in September still and push the rest of the spring. Or even if you did them in the spring, maybe just do a conference play for every you know, every conference. So that way it's like a smaller schedule. It's only like an eight game or seven game schedule. And then, yeah. so it's, so it's a compressed season, maybe. Right. I don't know. Now I'm going to ask this on, oh man, I have like three questions. That's why I have like oh, a yeah. smirk on my well, face. It's a great, it's a great topic. Cause it's so yeah, it, it really, it is. Yeah. So I'll go with the weird one, like the fictitious kind of question, like the kind of like, would you rather, you know, yeah. whatever kind of game. Would you rather football come back on time-ish, right, like September or whatever, um, without fans, or would you rather it come back in the springtime and everything just kind of be up in question with, like, when the next season starts and everything in general, but fans would be back in some capacity? So we're talking college or professional or both? Because like, my answer is the same both, both. But I'll, Okay, I was going to say, like, yeah, it's both, but, like, yeah. if you have a different answer for one or the other, like, yeah. go for it. I would say September for sure. I don't like, – I, I love going to games, but I don't need to be there. As long as I can just watch and, and cheer my team on, I'm, I'm happy. So I prefer that sooner than later and, then, and not have to question about next year. What are your thoughts? I don't know because I, yeah. I can't wait. Like anyone uh, sitting there, how are they supposed to sit here and be like, I can I can go a couple more months without football? Like the minute the season ends, I want it to come back. Yeah, so it's think about either either September or what, like April. So that's like a seven month gap. It's not like it's like a month wait. I know, I know. Because you imagine, if it, well, so Joe had a really good point last night. We were talking about though, because he said, remember, like you'll have the NHL playoffs, you'll have the NBA playoffs. You'll, like if anything, it's just one giant push. Is all this would be? It would yeah. Just basically everything, just you know like slipping mm-hmm. into and all this really was was we just had like a three you know month hiatus of sports but no i'm kind of with you just because i love watching fall football now mm-hmm. let's see like so hmm. here's the thing i feel <laughs> like i can get behind some i like this sound, I, I this sounds probably weird i don't mean this like in a joking or like in like a like a like an undercover betting way of saying this I could get behind some Ivy League football in the spring. Like I, I could. I, I love, you know, my dad and I and my mom and my sister, we used to go to um, Princeton games like all the time, you mm-hmm. know, when we were little kids or not well, all of us were little kids, but my sister and our kids. Yeah. Um, right. And we went to some Penn games too at Franklin Field. It's awesome. It's really, it's, it's good football. So it's not like, from, now Grant, you're not going to wake up, right, and be like, let's go, you know, and, and get but hyped it's still up. still football. It's still talented yeah, but, football. And I think it would be actually to that point, I think it would be kind of cool because, Maybe just like how like ESPN's picking up like the Korean baseball stuff and how, you know, other soccer leagues have been getting more attention and stuff with all this going on. If it's spring football, you know someone's going to pick up the rights to that. Like, I, and I think ESPN has it because I know a lot of those games are on ESPN3 in general. Mm-hmm. So they might just be like, you know what, screw it, we'll put one on ESPN2. That'd be cool. Yeah, it would be. I mean, hey, football basically all year round is fine by me. Oh, yeah, Penn Princeton yeah. on ESPN. That'd be really neat. Yeah. And, and, as, and as much as I was, you know, in on the XFL at first, it's it's – Probably better product than the XFL. So. All right, so I want to, I want to, I want to put you on the spot here. I did not write this in my notes; just came up to me. You, you're a trivia guy. I don't oh know. Boy. I just kind of popped in my head. Oh. So besides Penn and Princeton, can you name uh, five Ivy League schools? All right, Yale, Dartmouth, Cornell, Brown, and all right. What I say? Wait, what you said besides you said, Penn and Princeton? Yeah, you said Yale, Harvard. Dar- Harvard. There you go. There yeah. you go. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah. 
That a boy. <laughs> I love the chat. Thanks for the yeah, support. Yeah, Alex has your back. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and I believe football is fun. Like, especially I know that's more of like, I guess, like Northeast and and, and stuff. And obviously, don't get out scholarships, but it's cool if you want to go to it's kind of like this sounds like, and I hope this doesn't sound demeaning towards Ivy League football, but it's like kind of going to like a double league baseball game mm-hmm. or double A baseball game. I can't double league, I can't talk. A double A baseball game, you know, like yeah. where it's like Trent Thunder, it's like ten dollars a ticket, like that kind of feel, right? It's like mm-hmm. 10, 12 bucks a seat. There's no one really there. It's like a family environment. Yeah, but right. that's like a light environment. That's cool. Like yeah. otherwise, like when you go to a Temple game or when I go to a Penn State game or like or any other like Giants Packers, or whatever, it's like cutthroat. You know, you're there to have fun, of course, but it's like right, exactly. Everyone's hammered in the parking lot and stuff for those other games <laughs> and whatnot. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. Um, but no, all right. To that point, so let me let me ask you this though. So I was I was thinking about I'm thinking about a couple things actually. Is like I'm getting emails now in my ear. I got one oh, back. Boy. Oh, I love that. I love the little office reference. Yeah, the Andy (laughs) Bernard reference. Um, But I said this before, um, you know, that I feel like the NFL and the NCAA aren't on the same level with their decision-making, meaning, right, like that whatever one doing one would not probably impact the other. What do you think – because you said you're not competent. What, all right, is, is that just for, for college or do you feel that way for – Oh, for college. I, I think football is going to make it happen because it's such like a big – it's such a big – I mean, college sports in, in a sense is a, is a big business of its own, but the NFL is like big, 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 big business, obviously. And I they're going to make it work, I think, regardless. I mean, if all these other leagues are figuring out and making it work, I think the NFL should be able to, being the powerhouse that they are or so-called powerhouse. Uh, my concern was more so with with college, just because of what we saw with March Madness. How, like, like I said, started Ivy League, and then it was like domino effect, and everyone decided, no, all right, we're done, we're done. You know, then the NCAA ultimately pulled the plug. But that was right. my fear. So, well, and and the thing is, when you kind of look, I'm, I'm just trying. Like, this sounds weird, and mm-hmm. like I said, I'm not trying to like make yeah. it into steps, but it's interesting what the Big Ten's doing then, and even the ACC. So ACC said what no fall sports until September 1st, which Oh, that really changes anything. It's so they like, miss what, like one week? Yeah, that's almost like yeah. the teacher being like, "If you st- if you don't stop talking, I'm coming over there." It's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's like all right, okay, <laughs> like it's not, yeah, yeah, it's not <laughs> yeah. actually anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. So it's yeah, if it gets worse, then then they'll go over. So I, I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to think about. So let's look at the Big Ten, for example. Um, I have a question for you. Does that? I'm just, you know, there's a lot of ways I could ask you. I'm just going to casually throw it over you. As a Penn State alumnus and as a Penn State football fan like yourself, what does that make you feel when you hear that? Well, it makes, well, besides make, besides like a fearful thing. Well, yeah, I'll tell you, take out the whole like, oh, I like going to games and it's less games. Damn it. Like, no, like all, like take all that out. I'm more just saying now you're looking at it from like, I want to win the national championship. I want to go to the playoffs. I want all my, my goals are all right here. And now we're only playing these amount of games. Yeah. We're we're, we're screwed. We're screwed in that case. Yeah. We're screwed because if you have, you know, just say, what what would it be? Seven or eight games. If you only play seven or eight games, you play, I'm pretty sure. If I remember correctly, you play eight conference games yeah. and four non-conference. Right. So say if it was eight, right? If we lose one of those games, does that mean the reverse card? <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, that would actually be fun if we did like a new, a new, no show. Oh, that would be cool. Just spin it back. I like that. Yeah. We, yeah. We should almost have like a card game, right? Put it on the spot. You, that, that's your one challenge. You throw your red flag out and be like, you answer it. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? No, that'd be great. We should do that. That's a great idea. Um, 
Yeah, I think we'd be screwed because less games on the calendar, you know. Um, so if you lose one of them, it means a lot more than if you lose one of the 12-game schedule. Right. I love the office banter. Oh, I know. I was just looking at that in chat. I love the, uh, the office banter. That's yeah. so, it's what, actually, I swear I have it on right now in the back of my room. So right now, Meredith is dancing. Uh, it's Jim and Pam's wedding. They're all hammered in the hotel room, and this is when Andy's about to do a banana split. Oh, right on. I know. That's tough to watch. The cheese, yeah. That, that acting is so good, though. So it's crazy. I'm sure everyone like that, you know, most of the people that have seen the show would know this story. But so apparently they were not going to pick it up after like the first episode or two. Really? I forget what it was. Something else fell through. So they kept it on. That's what yeah. she said. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, um, yeah. All right, but, but all right. So, yeah, I mean. I, I, that's, that's my thing because, you know, obviously like Ohio State, it's not easy. Michigan's not easy. Um, Iowa's not easy. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess, so this is my point. So it, I guess my question is, so if you're, if you're a Penn State fan, where, what are you looking to, to do? So like you're, for me, you're, you're talking in a language to me that sounds like I don't want to have a bad record for me. I'm saying, well, really what difference is it? Because you got to be, you got to beat Ohio State and Michigan. Okay. So yeah, let's say you like you lost to those teams. Right. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the year, if you're like, I don't know, six and two or something like that, or six or five and three. Like, right. I I get it. It looks way worse, but but to that point, I'm saying look upward. Like you just got to beat them and you're in (laughs) like, that's it. And and, and, in a weird way, I would almost argue, and I'm not just saying this because I went to temple, but like Penn seats, I give them credit because they played Pitt, They played temple. They played guys that like, if you're just a fan from like Mississippi, just watching college football and you see that Penn state loses to Pitt or to temple, they're like, Oh man, that's a bad loss for them. Like yikes. Right. Well, that's their super bowl. Yeah. So like, you just kind of get all those games, those weird games off the schedule and grant they're, they're mostly wins for everyone. I'm not saying that that's a hard game for you. No, to but, win. but we've seen Pittsburgh play stuff. You guys, right, it, you guys it's beat basically, us. I mean. it, it almost in a weird way, it magnifies it, like, it sounds crazy. And to me, it magnifies these Ohio state games, these Michigan games teams, but, but to the flip side, now you're the, the guy chasing them anyway. So what difference does it make? Cause it's more pressure on them. Like we can't lose this game. There's no, there's no, there's a, those are the teams that seem to get Penn State tripped up. I feel like it's like I didn't start yeah. the Penn State football segment, but no, you're those right. are the teams that seem to to always get in front of them with just their resume in general. Like looking no further than that one year with Penn State, right when when Ohio State got in anyway, even though Penn State beat them. Mm-hmm. So, right, they're the ones that would be the hunting instead of the point. hunter instead of the hunted. It's I better say. be the chaser than being chased. Yeah. So, so I, th- that's I, I a good think point. It, you you just you just changed my mind. Look at that. I'm trying to, you know, trying to take it. It was, uh, as George Costanza said, taking a negative thing and put a positive spin on it. Yeah. There you go. Right. <laughs> like Menor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my right, but say- are that I care too much. Um, I am too invested in my job and <laughs> I'll never forget that. That was a great episode. And your strengths. Well, my strengths, well, my strengths are, are my weaknesses. weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I'll t- let me ask you. So we, we, we were talking about tailgating a little bit too. Um, before the game, there's lots of tailgating. So see, that's the thing. Truly, if you said, if you said, what do you miss about sport? Like Grant, hold on. Actually, I'll, I'll say it in full, my little soapbox for a second. If you really said to me, what do you get? Actually, I'll ask you first. What do you, what would you, for whatever reason, they say no fans Mm -hmm. for football, just across the board. What would you miss the most about that? I know it's, and and with the caveat, obviously I'd miss going to the games, Karen. It's like, I know (laughs) that, but like specifically, what would it be that you would miss? I just feel like it's a totally different – I mean, and it kind of goes to what you just said about going to the games, obviously. Um, 
I mean, tailgating is definitely fun. So that's mm -hmm. a huge part of it. That's where you get like the whole camaraderie. Basically, at tailgating, as long as you're not the away team or in places like Lambeau Field, even when you are the away team, you're basically with a bunch of friends and it's all camaraderie. Our giant stadium. Or, yeah, that's right. Hey, yeah, you saw it. You were there last year. I give you guys a lot of credit because I was not expecting, not that, not that I was expecting a bad time, but no one said anything. Yeah. No said anything. Well, hey, if I remember, it was like 50% percent Packers fans there. So that's well, that was, why. yeah, it was more our weather and. Yeah. You know, I don't blame you. Know that was that was rough for you guys. That yeah, that, that so snow game was fun. Yeah, so that was a good time. So speaking of like just in general football games, we missed. Let's go back to the tailgating. Yeah. Wait. What well, what is your tailgating game or uh, activity of choice per se? <laughs> I just love the chat. Well, let's see. I miss going to the games here. <laughs> <laughs> I love. You know, it's funny. I love the chat. I feel like the chat the last few weeks has been getting a little sassier especially with my BS, which I love. I oh, love perfect. it. Like, it's fun. Oh, my God. I love it. Oh, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know. I know. I'm going to miss it. I'm going to look at Lambeau Field. I, like, want to cry every time I see in my room. Um, and just, I, like, close my eyes and, like, try to teleport myself there. Uh, yeah, right. No, all right. But to your point about tailgating. Uh, so. And, tailgating. and I'm going and I'm to add another question for you. Because sure. you've, you've been to more stadiums and games than I have, like, you know, across the country. And we like what's your favorite tailgating activity or game? And out of all of the places you've been, which has been the best tailgating experience for you? Okay, so first answer is definitely cornhole. Gotta get okay. the cornhole. Oh, yeah, okay, good, good, good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Love, love me. So now, now from I'll tell you, we almost had to do like a non drinking and a drinking one. Mm -hmm. I would say from a drinking one, it's definitely pong, just because when you're six foot seven, you can basically reach over the table and just drop the ball in. So that, right. that's that's you know, that's that's that part. Um, <laughs> but on the, on the flip side, no, I, I love cornhole. You know, get the bags out, you're doing the math in your head, everyone's talking out loud. You know, that you got someone who's not on your team next to you, you're cheering your other, like it's like kind of feels like a race because you're just like cheering your other, your, uh, your partner on. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. oh, yeah. Oh, it's awesome. So my parents actually, this, this was an awesome Christmas present. So for, uh, yeah, I, was, I just thought it said birthday, Christmas. Um, it's six, so I got this giant cornhole set that has like uh, Lambeau Field and the Packers and stuff like awesome. logo behind it and stuff. Yeah, we'll have to play, we'll have to play oh. sometime. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, um, but what about you? Um, I, well, I was going to say cornhole, but for me, I'm not like the biggest partier per se or like rowdy person. So I would say good old-fashioned football toss. That's so underrated. You know? That's so underrated. Yeah. It's just, you know, nice and nice. So, you and know, it's funny. I actually put that in my notes, so if you can believe it. Did you? Okay. I did. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and the reason being, I was going to say, are you a good concrete football player? I think I am. I like to think so. I, I hitch up on the arm a little bit because when I see a car coming, I'm like, ah. Like, or oh, I see, yeah. I've had, some, yeah, I've had some bad luck just throwing a ball at air mails and like it was in someone's trunk. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> you know, like, I hit some innocent like toddler in the head. Oh, yeah. yeah. My anxiety kicks up when I'm not when I'm catching. When I'm throwing, I go and I'm catching, I feel good. See, that's Maybe me with I want baseball. a car to come by and try to hit me as I'm like catching. Like, I got it. I got it. Hold on. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> that, that's me with a baseball, but now with, with a baseball, I'm nervous as hell around a, a car. But with football, really? I don't care for some reason. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. It's weird. It's tailgating uh, is fun too. I mean, get the playlist, the music out, and stuff. Yeah. So, what's what's your favorite venue that you've that you've tailgated at? Like from a fan perspective, and like with other people. You know, I know, I know, I know an obvious one probably for you, but honestly, okay. So you know what? I got an answer. So so honestly, Penn State's up there. I really do enjoy like yeah, just Penn that State's that great. that field feel. <laughs> but just to kind of give like a more specific, unique take. Mm -hmm. um i'll actually go michigan the big house so zach there's a giant golf course like it's the university's golf course 
and oh, it's wow. right across the street and you literally tailgate on like the fairways and like it's basically they rope the greens off but you can literally be shotgunning a beer there's people you know like just like chugging beers on a tee box you know just it's everything you can drive on it i don't know how they repair it so well but it's it's cra- it's really cool wow that that does sound really cool so you're basically just like <laughs> drinking on a golf course but like you don't have the pressure of even like having to be dressed up or playing you're just like oh we're going to a football game after this right yeah. over there the big house that's so it's pretty cool yeah it's so cool Absolutely. who are you so probably for me, it's, it's a toss-up between Wrigley and Lambeau. Uh, the thing with, with Wrigley, in my experience, it wasn't even really a tailgate. It was just more like the bars are right there. So you just basically tailgate and, and chill at the bars. are great. And you just stumble into the Wrigley is awesome. Oh, it, it, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's just like everyone's there. Everyone's bonding over the Cubs. It's like no matter yeah. how good or bad they are. It's just it's a whole other sporting experience. I'm pretty sure my dad and I both said, like, as we were just walking out loud, like, this is really cool. This is yeah. – it's really cool. Like, you know, it's like, it yeah. was, I mean, cause like every bar was like packed, but not even like that. Like, Oh my God. Like almost like a, like a concert mm-hmm. packed. It was just yeah. like, everything was just bumping and going and stuff and, like that. And Camden yards is actually pretty similar too. To yeah. That, with the, that the row of bars they have right next to the stadium. Oh, that's So I didn't know that Alex. I didn't realize I'm looking at the chat. So Alex was saying that, um, that the Rose Bowl is kind of like that with, with, uh, with a golf. That's sick. Oh that my god! Really I couldn't cool. even imagine tailgating on a golf course with oh. with the road. Oh my god! Could you imagine? Yeah, that'd be great. I feel like and, California uh, golf courses is a whole other level of beauty too. And and always your number one fan. So I love this too. It's like, you know like the Packers. You're right. Pa- I I didn't want to just say that because because I don't mm-hmm. want to be that guy. It is cool. Yeah. I mean, there it is really cool that there's like an elementary well, all, all school like six blocks away. <laughs> yeah, all the houses right across the street from there all have like Packers decorations or painted. You know. Oh yeah. Yellow I mean, and green. Yeah. I, I joked around. I always say it's like that SpongeBob episode where Squidward moves to like the place where it's like all Squidward stuff, and it's like it's like moving to a town where it's just all Packers, just Packers, Packers, the trash cans, like Packers logo, like everything's just like it's like a football town. Yeah, and that's and that's why I love about it. It's like it's like yeah, you're almost in like you're there and everything else in your life basically ceases to exist because you're just in like literally football heaven. It's like Disney world kind of how, like when you go in there, you're surrounded by like the world of Disney and like mm-hmm. movies. And it's like the same feeling. It's just like, Oh, yeah. you're on Vince Lombardi Avenue now. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, oh, it, yeah. it is it's cool. It, and into the point of the chat too, like the fact that they all party like on their lawns before the game. See, we didn't yeah. get to fully experience that, I feel like, because we just kind of got off the highway, drove up, and then went in. Like, when you actually go into the neighborhood, it, it's fun. Oh, that's a good point. And, and I thought so it was really cool. So when my family and I, we went, we uh, we were probably like a, about a mile-ish probably from the stadium. So it was really cool kind of going through and yeah. like walking through and like just seeing the whole neighborhood and like – because like, the mile walk went like that. It was awesome. <clears throat> oh, I'm sure tentacle acres that's what it was <laughs> that's what it was called i could not remember what it was oh my god tentacle acres with the with canned bread they canned bread that's there for oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good episode by the way um all right but i'll it so so looking at you know um everything with, with I, I was trying to say like so not what's your favorite tailgating experience but i always think i just still will never forget not to like sit here and be like, oh, this is like our Karen and Zach nostalgic hour. Right. I'll never forget when we went to Lambo though. And the entire, and I'll try to put you on the spot, but the entire week leading up to that, you sure I should bring my OBJ and Eli Manning stuff? Like, yes, yes, it'll be fine. Like, whatever, like, it'll be good. 
And then even the day I remember, right before we left, you're like, "Dude, I don't think I should wear." It. I'm like, "You're fine. You're yeah, fine." Yeah, because we were like, we were in Milwaukee where we I stayed. Actually, and I was like, oh. these, I actually remember probably the last time I told you, not like I was annoyed, but I was like, "You're fine. Like you're yeah. you're, you're fine. Like you yeah. got it." Like, <laughs> like, see, I'm like, I live behind enemy lines in the Philadelphia area, so I know I can't wear my giant stuff out. Basically, yeah, but you know, I still like, do, just, but like not to an Eagles game per se. Here's, here's the thing. So. I was fine. I actually want to ask you a question, but I know your answer, but I actually want to defend Eagles fans for a second. They're consistent though, right? Like, you know, the rules when you sign up going there and I can at least yeah. respect that. Right. <clears throat> it's like an, maybe I don't necessarily like the strike zone. Oh, I said that weird, the strike zone, the strike zone, but at the same point, I can at least appreciate it if it's always the same strike zone there all the time. Mm-hmm. So I guess like name a fan base that, that you just don't like because of like, I don't even know what the answer, like what I'm trying to get at, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? Like a fan yeah. base where you're just kind of like, come on, stop it. Stop trying to feel like you act like you're somebody. Yeah. Well, hey, they, they are consistent, Eagles fans, and they're even consistent at MetLife Stadium. Pretty very strongly consistent with how they are in Philly. So, hey, kudos to them. They're passionate. That's all I'll say. So. <laughs> no, I meant like, is there another fan base though where you just are kind of like, can you just shut up? Like, <laughs> oh, oh, Seahawks fans. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Please, please go on. Cause I'm interested well, I, in this because I, I went out there and, and you know, yeah, so I want to get your. I, I studied them. <laughs> well, I, I went to a. It was a Giants Seahawks game, obviously. Okay, and I understand that like New York City, you get a plethora of different teams fans, but seriously, there were so many Seahawks fans, and they were extremely rowdy. Or wait, I'm an idiot. I went to Buffalo. How I went to Buffalo this last season. How's my answer? Not the Bills. It's the Bills. Bills fans, hundred percent. Really? Because I, I left that stadium with like a bleeding headache. That's how loud they were and banging on the thing all the time. Seahawks fans at that, that point were extremely rude and rowdy at MetLife Stadium for one. But, um, but yeah, Bills fans for sure. See, the Seahawks thing's interesting yeah. because I'm not trying to rip on them when I say this, but they definitely take pride in the noise. Mm. And I remember went to a preseason game and it was almost <laughs> like they were treating it like it was a real game, but not in a complimentary way. I'm just like, it's this, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, it's all right. Yeah. No. I don't know. This point, they live in Buffalo. Can you blame them? Yeah, right. That's well, a all right. very strong point. Can you? I'll tell you. This is a really good time because we got 15 minutes in the show and it's a slow sports day. Can you please, we Zach? This is it. Thursday night. We're talking. It's like it would be like 50 cents wings and beer, like in college, like to, on a night like tonight. Hmm. I think tonight's the night you finally tell everybody just from start to finish what went on at that place that, that weekend. Oh this yeah. Is, this is one of the best stories I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. So. It was like the Bills versus the Broncos. I think it was like week 12, 13, <laughs> something like that. Obviously, at this point, you know, the Broncos, we all know where they were at. And their uh, Drew Locke wasn't even started for them. I was yet. about to say, was that pre Drew Locke? It was pre Drew Locke. So that's oh. how bad they were. Yeah. Wait, was, and, do you remember who was starting for them? You know, I forget his name. Um, it was that bad? Yeah. Yeah. It was that bad. Oh, I name, wait. Who, I'm trying to think. What, uh, I keep on, I know this is so wrong. I keep wanting to say Trevor Simeon, but I obviously no, know that's like wasn't years him. removed. Um, Not Paxton, obviously. No. Uh, uh, was it like Turner or something? Or? It wasn't. Um, you know, it's funny because at that point I actually saw. Uh, was it Brandon Smith? Is we that Because Joe Flacco was dead too. So there's that like caveat. You know, yeah, Flacco was To, to give you some room for, for not knowing this. Yeah. I, so I, it's so funny how this comes full circle. The preseason game I saw was against the Broncos. <laughs> so oh. I'm trying to think of all the quarterbacks I saw because I remember watching all of them. I was like, Jesus was it something Christ Allen, Brandon Allen? Or, 
I don't know. Oh, yeah, Brandon Allen. Something like yes, that. I think, yes, I think yes, yes, because he blew the Vikings game. That idiot. Yeah. yeah <laughs> they were up 24 nothing and they lost. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. Yes, but, yes, it was him. Yes, yeah. it was him. Sorry. But so I'm just trying to paint the picture of how, like, basically this game was an easy win for Buffalo. It should have, you know, it, going into it, people knew this was going to be a, you know, a show, for better or worse. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so we're, we're driving, uh, you know, we get – lunch whatever we come over to go you know tailgate to get to the game and keep in mind it's like 25 degrees out it's cold you know it's buffalo in november hazy um, gray sky i'm assuming i exactly. picture like the darkest ominous like sky like when you exactly wake up. yeah exactly <laughs> so first so we get to the state we get near the stadium and like cars are packed or parked everywhere like every field imagine every every house's uh yard was you know they're all oh, 40 bucks park here sure okay um so we're driving around, we find it's called, there's a cardboard sign with like scribbled Sharpie writing that says the famous mud lot. So we're like, all right, well, we're here. We might as well see what, Get the, a famous, little muddy. See what the famous mud lot's all about. Right. So literally we pull in, we didn't, we're, gotta be a mudder. we throw the left turn saying on to pull in the parking spot and we look over and there's Who a drove, guy, by the way, Cliff did. Okay. I was going to say that's, that's brave of you to take your car in a mud pit. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, it's it not Cliff. your. No, I feel like that's not your thing. That's no. not, I don't think that's your call. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we, we we're pulling in and I see this guy like with his shirt off and he just like is drunk and he's like dancing around and he just belly flops into this pit of mud, like this mud pit and it's just flying everywhere. And everyone's like all just, just wasted and going nuts. And it was just like, wow, this is, this is what Bill's mafia is like apparently. So little, did, yeah, Brandon Allen. Oh my go. God. Yeah. He threw- Wait, that day or all together he threw Freddy T. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wanted. I, I'm assuming it was that day, but it might not have been, man. That they they were awful that day. Okay, yeah, that that, day. That, <laughs> <laughs> um, but dude, so we're walking into the stadium, and again, as we're walking, like stuff just popping off everywhere. I see a guy, a grown man, in a in a nothing but a thong, an American flag thong, <laughs> 25 degree weather. Keep in mind again. Runs and jumps on a table. Misses Wait, hold on, the time. table. The weather doesn't the make that's, that's like you. What was the thing when you said it doesn't matter the month? You got to drink your own year. It doesn't matter. The, it doesn't matter the temperature. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So he runs and jumps and misses the table. So then he gets back up and runs and jumps on the table again. So for some reason, the whole like phenomena of jumping on tables is like is huge, and I get that's their thing, but it's just interesting to me. So then we we're like at this point in time, I'm like. I'm like, wow, this is definitely, we're not in Kansas anymore, you know? So we're in line and like, everyone's muddy, filthy, dirty. There's this guy next to me. His hand is literally like broken, like blood all over because he jumped on a table. I'm like, dude, are you, you good? He's like, oh yeah, man, I jumped on a table. Oh man, it was worth it though. I'm like, was it? Can I, can I ask you something real quick before we jump like further into the story? Yeah. Is the, t- cause I actually, I mean this, I would ask someone from Buffalo this, is the table like lighting it on fire and jumping on it? Is that a special thing to do at a tailgate not like not like oh we do it at the end but like like more like all right yo he's all doing it or is it more just like everyone's just doing it left and right it's like it's just like everywhere you see well numerous people were doing it so i assume it's just left and right we're all just jumping on tables and that's like their thing yeah i thought it was like a delicacy no it's like no it's not like a sacrificial offering it's like oh the table jump through it no it's like numerous a lot of people do it it's He's, almost like uh, hey if you want to get in the game you gotta jump through this table like it's platform platform nine and three quarters in harry potter <laughs> yeah but dude his hand is like dripping on the, the ground i'm like 
and he's like just obliterated. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna stay away from you. Just drip somewhere else. Yeah, go and, grab uh, a paper towel and a napkin. Yeah, and this is all like out of passion, of course. It's just like it's a whole other world there. Because like, yeah, like to Alex's point in the chat, that's basically all they have besides like the Sabers, I guess. But can I ask you? I'm gonna just keep jumping in with questions. If the yeah. Giants are playing that day, is your anxiety like three times up in that moment in time? Just oh, everything going on. The Giants 100%. are playing. Yeah, all right. That, I know you're, exactly. You're literally in a war zone. You're in a war yeah, zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just feel like you're like, I need to be like geared up for like, exactly. Like, yeah. just <laughs> Yeah. Like my like fists are clenched like the whole time. Like, and uh, so we get in the stadium and this is like, it's all good. It's all like about their passion for their team, which is cool. But uh, didn't sit down once, which I thought was pretty, pretty interesting. Like pretty unique. During the game. Way. Yeah. Also real quick, the chat was wondering how many tables were out there that like, was there like a, can you ballpark it? Or is it that many that you can't? Uh, it, was, it was a lot. I, oh I would love I would love to see uh, like a whole stockpile of the tables from that day. I'd love to look at like a Walmart ship statement from, from Buffalo, New York, and just see like <laughs> how many surplus of, of tables go out there in like that, that quarter, like during football season. Hey, basically. you know, it'd be a really great business is to just set up at the corner of new era field and just have a bunch of tables for sale, 20 bucks a pop or whatever. Could yeah. you imagine? Or you can like mark it up and say a hundred people would pay for that. Oh yeah. I'm sure they would. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no super passionate fans. Um, they were banging on the bleachers the whole game. Like, it was just a crazy scene, you know, good stuff. Well, did you even say someone in the stands threw up on themselves? And they just kind yeah, of- the guy behind me threw up on himself and just sat there, didn't care. It didn't spray, did it? No, thank- thankfully. God. He wasn't, like, directly behind me. He was, like, diagonally. So, it was, it oh, was like, Oh, thank not- God. That's yeah. horrifying when I hear that. Yeah, and then there were people in the stands smoking cigarettes, and obviously that's, like, a no-go. So, the security <laughs> – Security is like escorting them out, and all the fans are like yelling at security. They're like, "Oh, come on!" He was just smoking a cigarette. Just like, a marble rant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like it, this isn't me making fun of them by any means. No, it's, no, it's no, no, like, no, no. It's, hey, it's like hey. a whole other world. But uh, trust me, I get it. It was cool though, for sure. Yeah. So that was definitely a tailgate experience. And like the reason why I said like, "All right, enough," was because they were banging on the <laughs> banging on the uh, bleachers the whole game, and I was like, "Oh, Jesus, I got a headache." I- I sound like an old man saying this, but no, no, no. Trust me, I get it. No, hey, I mean, you know, it happens. You know, right? Well, it's funny. Actually, I felt that when I went to a Broncos game. It's funny that you saw the Bills play the Broncos. And I went to a Broncos game. Mm-hmm. I, I love their funny. stadium, but um, oh yeah, look at this. So we got oh, we're talking. Oh yeah, we got the Harry Potter flow going in here. We're talking. The, oh god, no, we're not talking about Quidditch, Iris. No way, Jose. <laughs> the thing is, if we can bet on it, then I'm in. I'll get if, if if you can get FanDuel to to let me start throwing like my one dollar bets on that. <laughs> on Twitch, yeah, hey. Then I'm in. I'll, I'll, could you imagine me texting Zach? I'm like, I really like Ravenclaw spread in the over in the Hufflepuff game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, then we'll get Lauren on the show, or, or and, oh, and Alex has got to. Yeah, we get we get the whole we get like the whole like breakdown of it. Yeah. There we go. The whole there we quid, go. The Quidditch crew to give the analysis. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll we'll throw down some uh, what what are they call butter beer in the in the movie. I think uh, spike mm-hmm. it though. You gotta spike it. Yeah, if, oh, if yeah. we're betting on Harry Potter. All right, <laughs> but, all right, all right. We can't bet on Harry Potter, but but to that point, Zach, this is all you. You know this. You love this. So what you can bet on this week, if you're interested in, is MMA's doing their uh, Fight Island, which. I always, before we jump into this, because before anyone goes, right, like let's say someone's on an MMA, because I know it's more of a, a, a um, uh, an acquired taste. That's yeah, what it's like a unique, say. it's a unique, yeah. it's not like your average, like on the radar of NFL, MLB and all that. Yeah. I, I would go in, and I'm not just saying this to toot your horn. I think you come in though with a very good way of putting it in a layman's terms perspective of breaking it down and just saying, look, if you're not interested in it, this is actually 
there's nothing else on. This is why it might be actually somewhat interesting to watch. And, and I'll even kind of set you up here for the beginning part of it. Um, right. They're fighting. Uh, wait, where is it again? Yeah. So it's in uh, Yas Island in Abu Dhabi. Oh my God. So, yeah. So, all right. Yeah. So why don't you just walk us in kind of from, from the jump, what this is. Yeah. So basically they're calling it fight Island. Um, so I was basically Dana White, the president of the UFC has pretty much rented out or whatever a, um, I don't think he owns it. He's basically rented out like a, a hotel for all, for these fighters to basically stay in. And it's, and it's almost like the, the bubble that they're doing in Orlando, but they're doing it in Abu Dhabi. Um, so and it's actually kind of interesting because the fighters are, are allowed, are basically cooked three meals a day and they're given a $150 per diem a day to spend on whatever, which I thought was interesting. It's almost like, sorry, right, it's my allowance or something, but like, yeah, it's cool. Uh, so yeah, well, I guess because they're making everyone travel out there. So they're, they're kind of helping them out, giving them some money, which I, which is a good deal. Uh, obviously they're testing frequently and often Dana White's actually posted on Instagram the amount of times he gets tested. And it's like to show that like they got their stuff together, which is really cool. And they happen on the ball. Yeah, they like have. Got, like, to that point, can I actually not to jump yeah, in? No, do it. Because as you're going in here, so as layman terms, right? I, I saw in the news this week, but that someone in this this big card got yeah, Gilbert Burns because of the coronavirus or something. Gilbert Burns, yeah, he was supposed to be in the main event. So yeah, yeah. So what what's up with that? Yeah, so he he's out, and then they threw um um Masvidal in, who's uh who literally on one week's notice. So we'll see what happens. I mean, this guy, I'm pretty sure. So he's got to fly halfway around the world on one week's notice. Yeah. Yeah. He's a plus 200 underdog for the, uh, yeah. Welterweight title. And I'm pretty sure he owns, if he doesn't own, it's like tied or extremely close for the quickest knockout. Um, really? I don't know if you saw the highlight, I think ESPN posted or UFC did. And, uh, against Ben Askren, he literally just like gets off the cage and runs and just knees him right in the, right in the forehead. And he's out in like literally a second knockout. So this guy's a very explosive, exciting fighter. Uh, Usman is 16 and one. He's, he's a, you know, I mean, beating the champion on one week's notice is going to be extremely difficult. I don't care how explosive you are, needless to say, but crazier things have happened for this week. So, so there's a couple, so right. There's um a few of these fights are for, for, uh, to take the belt, if you will. Right. Three, there's three title fights. Okay. The, the, so the, uh, the bantamweight fight and then there's the featherweight and then the welterweight is the main event. Uh, so the bantamweight fight, it's uh, it's Jan versus Jose Aldo, which I don't know if you want me to go into analysis here at go all. Go for it. Go. I, mean, yeah. I, I want to learn. Yeah. So you when, know, you know, when I'm like three or four beers in, I'm going to be like, ah, Zach, you know, let's get on Fanduel. <laughs> so it's funny. What I, the, fav- the classic hit him. Yeah. Oh, so the, the, the favorite in all three fights are like minus two hundred or minus two forty, and the underdogs in all three are, are plus two hundred or like plus two twenty. Which I thought was interesting. I never so one will before. hit and two will miss. Exactly, so you got to pick it. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So it, yeah, totally. But the the bantamweight one is vacant right now, and uh, it's all over Jan and Jose Aldo has been like he's been fighting for 15 years, and he's been pretty consistent. Um, obviously, you know we saw what McGregor did to him a couple years ago, but besides that. Um, that should be a great fight. Uh, the featherweight tight title fight is uh, Volkanovski versus Max Holloway. Again, the, the, all three of these fights are just going to be very explosive. They're all very exciting fighters, um, stand-up guys for the most part, very athletic. It should be a very great, a, a very good pay-per-view card. See, I can – Yeah, I'm getting into it. I, I can – especially, you know, with the whole, like, it's on an island and yeah, – it's got to yeah. love that. 
Oh, it's just it's just like really uh yeah, it's it's just cool. It's like all right, we're gonna fly to the, the island and it's like that's where the fight it's just like stuff out of a movie, I feel like. Definitely. Now, yeah. all right, let me ask you. So uh wait, when does it start to? Is it the same amount of fights as a normal card? Yeah, it is. I, I'm pretty sure like the- Are you getting the you know we haven't seen each other. You, do you want to get a little, little pay-per-view reunion? We haven't. We have not seen each other since that first show. Oh, I know. Ever since the whole quarantine. Yeah. Yeah, because I think pay-per-view starts at 10. I'm sure there will be prelims on like ESPN Plus probably. Fun. Oh, yeah, yeah which, which we have here. Oh, it's a full full evening. Of, oh, uh, yeah. You got to love that. Yeah. Definitely. It should be good. It's uh, Yeah, because we didn't have UFC last week. We're getting really spoiled now, honestly, with the sport because it's we've seen MMA fights every weekend except for, Is that uh, not normal? I was going to say because I feel like I, I they're all the time now. Like, that's, so you, that's not... Yeah, like before, like the pay-per-views were maybe once a month or maybe twice on the high side, and then they would have like one or two, um, you know, ES, ESPN Plus or when it used to be on Fox. Okay. So I think they're doing a little bit more now than what it used to be, and I think that's just because of how much the sport's grown, and I think it's also because Dana White saw a huge opportunity to get to produce Smart. more fights during this time. Yeah. Yeah, no, so it's great. Agree. It's been great for the sport, I think. A lot, no, I a lot totally more agree. fans, yeah. Oh, this is fun. This is a fun way to wrap up the week. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Again, it was a lot of fun. A little Thursday show. We want to thank everyone for, you know, getting involved in the chat tonight with Iris, the Kiba master, mm-hmm. Alex and, and the rest. I mean, Oh my God, this is fun. You know, yeah, this it, was, is, it was good. I always love a good, good Thursday chat, you know, to kind of wrap up. This is, you know, it's fun. And, and also check out Alex's show at 10 o'clock tonight. Right. Yeah, that's right. 10 yeah. Eastern time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm speaking in 10 Eastern time. Yeah, the real side of rain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and nine, eight, seven. Look at that. Yeah, I can. I'll break it down. Nine yeah. for Central, eight for Mountain, seven for Pacific. Look at that. There See? you go. Look at that. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I learned something <laughs> in school. Uh, oh my God. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Check them out. Yeah, man. Um, uh, for sure. Give them a follow too. That, that show is so much fun too. Uh, we actually, I, I go to bed. I've been going to bed. I don't know why. Like lately, like nine forty-five, ten. We, I. Like got a stab. Let's let's go for one. Let's let's yeah. get in the chat and get the things going tonight. Oh yeah, I tuned in the other night. It was a great show as always. They have some really great content. Oh, so. they definitely do. Oh yeah. my god, it's oh, great. Yeah. I love all the Twitter action too. Oh, they're they're the best. Yeah. For oh sure. my god. Oh, they got a good show. Yeah. See, they got a great show lined up for tonight. So so oh, if yeah. you're if you're we didn't fulfill your sports needs, which we never do. So you got to keep it going. There's you got to do your enough. sports. There's yeah, exactly. Enough. There's never yeah. enough in the sports world. So so make sure you check out Alex tonight because they have an awesome show. Um, but oh, so, while we're at it, we'll uh, we'll show. So you know who's also awesome? Eight p.m. Eight p.m. Pacific time tonight. Okay, so it's, okay, Thursday, so it's gonna Thursday. be all right. So eight p.m. Pacific time. There we go. Um, and it's all like I said, it's all awesome, awesome. I can't talk. It's all awesome sports content. Uh, but also while you're at it, you want some awesome food content, Zach? Oh, I do. Ooh, I'll tell you what. You gotta look no further than the great Lucci slices. Oh my God, I we we talk about this every week, and every time my mouth waters when I pull up this graphic. So Lucci Slices is changing the way pizzas is experienced. You know this, Zach. With a wood and coal-burning pizza oven strapped to a 1955. I always miss Chad being on the show. Where I could be like, 1955, Chad. Um, <laughs> 1955 Chevrolet truck. This food truck guarantees to deliver pizza that excites your taste buds unlike any other pizza before. Um, and it previously served as a farm truck, which spread grain seeds in the field. And then when you think about it, coming full circle – now it's it's the finely milled flour is going to be used to make the handcrafted pizzas at events throughout all east all throughout I can't even talk all throughout southeastern Pennsylvania, um all p uh, all pizzas are created on site and use natural ingredients from scratch. Uh, look at you can see look at the picture look at the cheese come on well Zach by the way I always feel like I talk too much during this no. see so this is yeah it's the real deal I, I'm drooling over here so yeah it is the real deal absolutely he posted uh, pictures on his social media last night about his uh, he calls it I believe the golden 
liquid gold sauce. Um, so good. It's so good. Yeah. Pictures don't <laughs> like, do it justice. Oh my God. No, in the, in the crunch with the crust, it is, I mean, and, and to that point where everything from the dough, the sauce, the toppings, even the cheese is made by Lucci slices to provide a pizza that is the taste for true pizza lovers out there. Um, and if you haven't enjoyed that wood fire taste, make sure to check, uh, check them out on social media at Lucci slices on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, for all the pictures and uh, announcements for all the mouth-watering pizza. It is, oh my God, it is so good. And I'll tell you, while we're at it, if you don't mind, give us a follow and a subscription right? while we're at on Twitch, right? So the follows to the hearts to the left right there. If you're ch- are checking in, I feel bad for all the people that are watching us for, for multiple times. They're like, I know, hearts to the left, subscription to the right. But there you go. So it's that point, you get, you know, if you have Amazon Prime, it's free. If not, you get a little four ninety nine, and you're good to go too. Uh, and also check us out on uh, social media, Spotify and iTunes, as always. Um, for the audio only episodes and then on social media check out instagram twitter and reddit at underscore get sidetracked uh and check out our twitch channel um if you're watching us on or i guess listening is the better way of putting it uh if you're listening uh to, to something on spotify or itunes give us a follow on, on twitch because we have the whole video we got the graphics so yeah you, you know check us out live and get involved in the chat with everybody um since so that point and also check us out on our website www.get-sidetrack.com well too, this is fun Going into the weekend, this is a long week too because we don't have that Friday off like we did last time. We're like, yeah, you know, oh, no. we're getting, yeah, getting, back, getting back to the old five day week. <laughs> it's tough it's, for us. <laughs> it's tough, yeah. um, but I want to thank everyone for watching. You got any uh, weekend positivity or anything you want to take us out with Zach? Um, yeah, we got. Well, the positivity is we got UFC action this weekend, and we got a solid um, golf outing. The Workday Charity Open. Ooh, I can get behind that. Yeah, from um, Muirfield Village, Jack's place. It's gonna be good, good stuff. Okay, we got great sports, yeah. and uh, yeah, have a beautiful weekend lined up. Oh, I love it. It should be a good one. And want to thank everyone for listening. So we'll be back on the air Monday at seven, like we always are. And we'll have a lot, a lot of basketball chatter next week too, as the NBA and the NHL start coming back. Oh, that's NHL right. opens up tomorrow too. Their their camps open up. That's exciting. Yeah, Edmonton and Toronto is where they'll be playing their games. So yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Oh, perfect. Awesome. Well, thank everyone for listening tonight. We'll check you back. On the other side of the weekend, on Monday at 7 o'clock, I always love what Tony Reale says on ESPN where he says they're going on a 23-and-a-half-hour break or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I always love I'm like, oh, I get what he's doing there. That's great. Yeah. See, I can't come up with something that creative. So, so I'll just – I'll end it generically. I want to thank everyone uh, for listening tonight, but we'll see everyone on Monday at 7 o'clock. Cheers, everyone. Cheers.